Our gospel reading comes from the 24th chapter of Luke, verses 13 to 35. Listen for the word of God. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him, and he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know these things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yet, and beside all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead of as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found eleven, they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the bake, in the breaking of bread. The story of the road to Emmaus comes every year in the lectionary in the church cycle. It's a story that is somewhat familiar because of that. The story of finding Christ on the road, finding God on the road. How many of you are homebodies? Be honest. Homebodies. Rather stay home than go anywhere? That is so me. That is just so me, when I'm tired or exhausted, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I just want to stay home. Last week was a week when, quite frankly, I was exhausted. And um, I would have really loved to have been a homebody last week. And it was not to be. On Monday, we went to... Um, the Agape Church, and heard um, Noan Ketchug, and um, 
Yunshen Lamo, who is this amazing Grammy-winning uh, Tibetan singer. And her voice, she, she danced and sang kind of, I mean, her, her body was like a geisha. And her voice sounded like that flute that Nuong plays. It was amazing. And they had a cellist and somebody on the fiddle, on, on the violin, and on the keyboard. And I was absolutely transported. And it, there were times when everything just kind of went away and I just bathed in the glory of God through the music. And that was quite a blessing. Plus I was with Pam and, and, a, and a couple other women in her, in her little uh, mini, which is, have you ever heard of the mini? It really is a mini. Um, it's a great car, but it is, uh, for those of us who are tall, find something else. Um, yeah, it's a small car. Um, Tuesday, uh, Nuwan came back, and um, Pam asked if I would do sound, and I thought, that's fine. You know, I know how to, I know how to do that. I did that before. And Nuwan met someone. He met a, um, a young man who was very troubled, very good on the guitar and, and, a, and a singer, and he was kind of recording. Um, and Nuwan invited him to play with us, and that sound system before Steve cleaned up, it was a disaster. And everything was plugged in the wrong places, and I had al allowed myself enough time for everything to work. For him, for Nuong, and then all of a sudden I had to figure out the direct box, and it wasn't the right place. I mean, I got it all to work, and it was wonderful, but Nuong exhibited, he'd ne he, he, he doesn't do this. He doesn't just let people accompany him, because he's a professional. But he, he, his spirit reached out to this young man. This, this, the young man's spirit reached out to him, and he said, yes, you can. They never had a chance to rehearse. They never had a chance to do anything together, and yet he invited him at the end to, to do this stuff together. And it just reminded me of, of what Christ would do. And so in the midst of my, I can't believe I'm having to do this, you know, and I just really felt, I mean, it was wonderful to do it, but I kind of felt like, ah, I just want something to go easy this week. And I realized, this is what Christ does on the road. Meets us when we're not looking for it. Turns out the young man, had he grew up in the church. He gave us this, this bowl that's on the, on the Lord's table. It belonged to his grandmother. So it really is sacred to him. Um, and he grew up in this church and, and is very troubled, and this church means a lot to him. And so it was, it was, it was holy ground. On Wednesday, it's like, okay, Wednesday I, I have a day, whew, free day. And then Tenzin called and said, you can hear the Dalai Lama, because I have a, another ticket. So I had to completely re reschedule my, my thing, and then you know two hours in line to hear the Dalai Lama, and it just struck me. I mean, the, the line at UC Irvine was literally, the line was over a half a mile long, waiting to get in to see the Dalai Lama. And I thought, this is, must have been what it was like to be Jesus, to never have a moment's peace, to have people always wanting to see you and to be in your presence. And most of them are all there and they're all excited, but... They weren't, 
you know, they weren't in a spirit of, of contemplation or whatnot. They were just, they were having a party in line. I thought you were here to hear the Dalai Lama. And I and imagine that Jesus' spirit must have just been drained by all the people who came to him, who knew of his power, but didn't really get it. And that was holy ground to hear the Dalai Lama. Not so much because of what he said, because I, you know, I'm not sure I heard anything from him I hadn't heard somewhere else. But his presence is just, first of all, he laughed. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, he's so funny. He talks about, you know, people come to him and like, oh, your holiness, oh. And then he said, then they go outside and just, doo, 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 doo. he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and He's so real, and I imagine that's who Jesus was. That's, I mean, that's why the people related to him, because he was just so real. So meeting the Dalai Lama, not really meeting him because I was a thousand miles away in the seats, but to, to, to be in his presence and realize that must have been what it was like for the crowds who came to Jesus, what that would have been like. And then on Thursday, um, you know, Mimi Blay came to do the ragtime, and it was really, you know, amazing. And her spirit, I mean, she loved Jeff. Um, they had a connection, they had a soul connection, and she just had this joy in her keys, the way she played, um, and, and it was done for Jeff and in memory of Jeff, and you could tell Jeff was there, and there were times when she would, she would just completely lose where she was, and she would just laugh. Like the Dalai Lama laughed. Oh, I don't know where I am. You know, I'm having a senior moment. Then she didn't get right back into it. And it was just perfect because it's live music. And when we hear tapes, you know, there might be 30 takes to get that thing. But live is live. And, and, and the spirit is always live. The spirit is always live. And it's full of little mistakes and hiccups. And, and you just laugh and... And during the whole time, I was going to the hospital every day to be with Karen and Connie, and you could see the fear in their eyes and, and hear the, the concern in their voice because nothing is moving through. And why was that? Was it cancer? Was it just blocked? Da, 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 you know, and, there's, and yet Karen... I, something happened to Karen last week where it wasn't just the good drugs. That probably helped. Um, but she really tapped into a source that was very, very deep. And Connie and I had some good conversations, and Phyllis and I had some good conversations, and Karen and I had some good conversations. And it was just holy ground. And none of it happened for me at home. It always happened on the road. It's like, can't you just come to my house and then we can sit down and have this? No. It does, you know, it, it, we meet Christ on the road. And you're not looking for Christ on the road. You're seeing your friend. And there it is. And that's the story of the road to Emmaus. I have preached on this text now for 15 years. And I never really put it together until this year that the disciples that Jesus appeared to on the road weren't among the 12, the 11. Actually, Judas is gone by this point. 
They're just people like you and I. They're people just like you and me. And they had walked seven miles and they were going to let this, you know, Jesus was going to go until they said, stay with us, stay, stay with us tonight. Don't, don't keep going. It's late. It's too late to go any further. Stay. And in the breaking of the bread, because they asked him to stay, their eyes were opened. And they immediately turned around that same night and walked the seven miles back to Jerusalem. They didn't wait till morning. How could they? They went back then. And that's what it's about. It's about when you catch the Spirit, whenever it happens, whenever we meet Christ or God on the road, we turn around and share it. We turn around and share it with those we love. Otherwise, it's just that me and Jesus. I love the people who say, you know, I, was, I had this experience of Christ when I was in eighth grade, and I know I'm saved, and so now I don't have to ever go to church. I don't ever have to help a single human being because I know I've been saved. And it's like, wow, do you not get it? And you say, oh, okay, that's interesting. Okay. Because how can you not turn around and share that good news with others? How can you not invite a troubled young man to play with you even though you never do that? How can you not go and spend time with your sister, your partner, your parishioner when they are really hurting? How can you not? How can you not go to L.A.? I tell you, one trip to L.A., and I didn't go as far as you guys do, for a concert, and we were in the carpool lane, which was pretty easy. I had to do that all the time. I'd slit my wrists. I am such not a, a long-distance traveler. And you guys make that trip to be with these kids just because you can. That's finding Christ on the road. And through you and your witness we find Christ on the road as well. And that is what it's about.